0: or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit TNVacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect.
1: Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross.
1: We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for
0: spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts.
1: And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware.
0: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today.
1: So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hey, it's Ben.
0: And it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. This is Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous, In-Depth. Thanks for joining us. This is an In-Depth episode. If you've never heard an In-Depth uh, before, this is something Ashley and I started a few years ago, uh, taking fan favorites, uh, people that were intrigued by, and just digging into their life. The Bachelor will obviously come up because it's a part of your life, but we really want to learn about you. So thanks for doing this with us.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you all for having me. I, I-, I love it because I think you know, you, you see these people from the show on on TV and you only know so much from the little snippets that you see. And I think yeah. there is a lot kind of behind the scenes that you don't really get to know about um, various contestants. So I think it's cool to kind of be able to, to talk more to that.
0: Thank you. That was the whole point <laughs> of the concept.
2: Point. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it.
0: Could you imagine if we did an in-depth episode with everybody, every contestant before the show started, Ben?
1: We should, and ABC should pay for us to do that. That'd be awesome. (laughs) That'd be really good. Um, It's quite the idea. Well, hey, Connor, let's kick it off with this. Tell us about your childhood. We're both uh, from the Midwest, pretty close to each other. You're from Michigan. I'm from Indiana. What kind of childhood did you have?
2: Yeah, good old Midwesterners. Um, Yeah, so from Birmingham, Michigan, initially... Um, I was the youngest of four kids, so I feel like I always um kind of like looked up to my siblings, and I think that's part of the reason I'm a bit quieter and more reserved of a person just because I feel like I looked up to my siblings and they would not necessarily speak for me when I was younger, but would kind of just like follow their lead um versus be like the crazy sibling. So, I think that kind of contributed a lot to like who I am now. Um, and i think uh you know all my siblings like did very different things throughout their lives and i'm kind of like a mesh of all of them which i think is is really cool but um had amazing parents they've been married for almost 40 years now um so they were a great influence on me and um you know kind of like what i'm looking for in a relationship and a partner um so, you know, really just like a great, great family, a lot of fun growing up in Michigan, but it was uh, pretty, pretty cold and chilly up there, as I'm sure you know, from being from Indiana. And oh, yeah. that's why I ended up moving down to Texas.
0: When did you move down to Texas?
2: Um, so I went to SMU for college. So just whenever I went to to college, I was 18 and then ended up working in Dallas for a couple of years after, and then um, found myself on, on the bachelor
1: a former Warsaw High School Tiger played basketball at uh, SMU, probably the same time you were there. Nick Moore. He's a legend. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. He was uh, he was a point guard, right?
1: He was the point guard, yeah. All-conference. Yeah. yeah, played high school basketball. Same place.
2: Yeah, that that was a pretty exciting time at SMU because Larry Brown was the coach. Yeah. And um, the program got really, really good, and it got to the point where you had to, like, camp out for tickets and stuff. which is, It was, like, a cool environment to be around around campus so that was that was a really neat time
1: you had a couple of pros
0: speaking of sports you were a college swimmer
2: yeah so i swam in high school um my brother swam in college at duke and like swimming was always a big part of our family growing up um basically started swimming i was three years old and when i went to college i was kind of over it uh just because swimming is such a demanding sport Why do
0: they make you wake up so early for swimming? (laughs) I
2: I still ask myself that today, but it's just like, well, fortunately in high school, our high school is one of the only schools, I want to say in the country, we did not have morning practices. So we would just have one three hour practice at night.
0: The and, kids at my school, if they were swimmers, they had to be at the pool, like at the pool at 5 a.m.
2: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't I, as like as a high school student, I don't know how one even could do that. No, that, that just sounds miserable.
1: I was sleeping all the time because I was growing in high school. So you're exactly. just tired. Yeah. And so like. What do you do? Go to bed at eight o'clock, which I'm not against now, but in high school, I'm not trying to go to bed at eight o'clock. I I know. I don't even know how you'd be able to function
2: throughout the day in school, let alone like I can't even imagine swimming laps at 5 a.m. It it would just be like, I'd just be like a robot.
1: So did you end up swimming in college?
2: Yeah. So, so when I graduated high school or I guess when, when I was looking at colleges, I, I had been talking to some schools about swimming there, but ultimately I just like, didn't was kind of over it. Yeah um because it's just like such a demanding sport and it had been part of my life for 18 years basically um but when I did get to college I had made friends with some of the swimmers and I just really missed it and I think what I missed more was the competition versus the actual sport and I still love the sport love watching it and everything but I like I just missed like competing with people and I ended up um I talked to the coach and he was like yeah come you know, come like, try it out. If, if it works out, like we'd love to have you on the team, Tried it out for a little bit. And they ended up having me on the team and I did it for like a year and a half. Um, And it was a division one team. So it was a really good, good swimming school to be a part of. Um, But I, you know, I kind of just had that realization of like, okay, I think I just like the competition more than the actual sport. Let me see if I can take that competitive side of myself and put it towards something else like a you know like a job or, or whatever that was
1: yeah well we're going to talk about your jobs here coming up in just a second because you have an impressive resume uh if this was an interview for a job though you're also up to some new projects now but it let's kind of frame this season of your life then up until college talk about you in relationships were you uh th- did you date a lot uh, did you have a long term girlfriend, or you know, were you just focused on the sports and and kind of the social life?
2: Yeah, no. I In high school, I was like the hopeless romantic guy for sure. Loved relationships, loved Aww. dating, um, loved like Nicholas Sparks movies and all of that stuff. <laughs> goodness, I, 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 I really in, like the. I like really believe in like the fairy tale, uh-huh. you know. And Do you think
0: that's because your parents.
2: Uh, I, I think a part of that and I, I will say my sister was a big bachelor fan growing up and she's four years older than me and um, I, she would always watch it and I feel like the show used to be more of like a fairy tale type mm-hmm. situation like I don't know to me when I would watch it with her I actually like really believed it um, not that it's fake or anything maybe I don't know but um, like I remember watching your season, Ben, and I was like, wow, you know, this, this is like a cool dude, you know, finding like a woman. This is amazing. And yeah. um, like I just like really believed it. And I feel like that kind of contributed just to, like the whole fairy tale thing that I was looking for. Yeah. They used you
0: know? to play cheesy soft rock songs during the proposal, and then they would like end with this amazing montage that was yeah. like so Disney. It yeah. was more romantic. The show was changed. Awesome.
1: We've talked about it. The show has changed. I mean, I could even look back on my time there, and there was nothing about that experience that was not very real for me. I mean, I will yeah. sit here today and say, like, there's nothing about that that I, I mean, even if, you know, it, it didn't work out, but, like, mm-hmm. the growth from it, the experiences, like, the tears within it, the emotions within it, uh, it was very real for me. I wonder if somebody today would say the same thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know, and it's funny. Um, there's actually a moment in the episode of this past week when I was watching it. Whatever music they played with, like the girls walking into the nighttime part of the date, I was like, "Is this is this Love Island?" <laughs> I, yeah, it, I don't know if you know what part I'm talking about, but I I like I literally said that because it it just looked like that, and um, I don't know. I feel like it has changed a bit, but yeah. In high school, I was always just like very kind of the hopeless romantic fairy tale type guy um, had two like longer term girlfriends that were over a year. And um, one, one went into when I was in college. So it was my senior year of high school and then into college. And then the other one was my whole junior year of uh, high school. So, and honestly, it's, it's interesting because those were the last two relationships I had and then didn't date anyone the rest of college. So sophomore year through senior year, and then didn't date anyone for two years after college, and then I went on the the bachelorette. So it was a, just like an interesting time. I feel like after those relationships, I kind of just had like maybe an idea of what I was looking for, or like that feeling that I was looking for with someone, and I just never really found it.
1: Did you do you feel like you you manifested then this bachelorette experience? Like was this something coming out of college and being single that you thought oh I, I, because of your you know your time watching it, your respect for the show that you were like, I, I want to do this.
2: Uh, no, 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 I, I definitely didn't like work worker towards being on the the bachelor. But, um, I think that kind of just happened from like the point I was at in my life. And, you know, I was, well, I was like 24 at the time, single, um, you know, it was like, trying to do some cool stuff and I I felt like the thing that was always missing for me was just someone to do that stuff with and just like that that other person in your life and I had never really found that and um obviously like going the batch was a bit you know now thinking that like a bit of a an extreme situation to go to 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 have to find somebody um although it does work out for for a lot of people like you Ashley but um (laughs) I, uh, I just thought it was like a really cool opportunity. And it's funny because there's uh you know, I used to watch the show when I was younger in high school with my sister, she went to college, and then I would watch it with this group of friends that I have at home. And when we were younger, it was always a joke, because I was that like fairy tale, you know, person, and they all knew that, like, I loved loved that stuff. And they were like, Connor, when you're, you know, like 24 or 25 and single, like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna nominate you to be on the show. And, um, I remember I was, you know, like finally 24 and the group chat I have with my friends, they were like, all right, you know, like, I think this is, this is the year for you, Connor. And they, uh, they actually sent in like a nomination for me and then it kind of led to that. So it was just funny how the whole thing kind of came full circle from, you know, being younger to actually finding myself on it.
0: That's awesome. I feel like our stories are very similar since mm-hmm. I was also that like dreamy romantic and we always joked about it too. And it was like, well, I guess this is the time. We're just going to go for it. What <laughs> so happens. But meanwhile, you were working at Goldman Sachs. And listen, I don't know a lot about finance and stuff, but I know when you drop the name Goldman Sachs that it means like you're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your job before the show?
2: So I was um on- there, there's kind of like a secretive group within Goldman uh, called the special situations group. And so obviously you have like investment banking. That's the one a lot of people know. Um, but within the firm, or even a little deeper, it's the special situations group. And we would actually invest Goldman's money into essentially like startups and middle market companies. Um, so it was like a really cool group to be in and they they have an office in Dallas and New York, and you know the office in New York is just full of like Harvard, MIT, Penn, like all these incredibly smart people. And then they have this little Dallas office, which does the same exact thing. Part of that same group, um, but it's all like SMU, UT, TCU. So it was like such a unique and cool opportunity to essentially be in like one of the better groups within the firm at Goldman. Um, and just be surrounded by like all these cool people from Harvard to MIT. And then like, you know, have a little Dallas outpost of all the SMU TCU people. Uh, So it was a really, really unique and cool spot to be. I think the thing for me is I had always like grown up and gone through college thinking that I really wanted to do finance. And my dad used to do finance. My oldest brother, uh, he does a lot of stuff with investing in finance. My other brother did a lot of stuff within finance and so going through college, I was like, this is this is what I need to do, like to be successful. And that was like really heavily pushed to SMU. And finally, when I got there, got into the job, I think it was maybe 30 months into the job. I was like, I, I hate this. This is like the worst. This is like the worst thing ever. And I don't know what it was or uh, like what specifically it was with the job. I think I just really didn't enjoy it. And it was really frustrating, and I think a lot of people go through this when they graduate college. Is you go into this career, and you're super excited to get there. You finally get there, and it's not all what you thought it was going to be, and it takes a lot of like soul searching, or at least it did for me to figure out like, okay, what what do I really want to do? You know, um, I basically spent four years of my life trying to work towards this career, and now it's not what I want to do. Like, how can I pivot and? Really get into something I want to do here. And that kind of started like the more entrepreneurial journey for me. Um, I just reached the point within the job where I got so frustrated and waking up every day was just in a way like miserable. I was just so unmotivated to go to work and and do that job. Um, and it wasn't because of the people or anything. There were great people that worked there. It was just that I wasn't excited about it. And um, I ended up meeting some great people in my life that kind of like mentored me and helped lead me in the right path of like inspiring me, I guess, with stuff that they had done within starting a business and, and all of that. And it really just inspired me to kind of take action myself and like fully just, just go for it. And it's funny because all this stuff kind of happened around the same time. Like I, um, when I realized I wanted to leave Goldman, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that like, I wanted to maybe start a business, didn't know what it was, but had the right people around me in order to make that happen. And the week after I quit is when I got a call from the the bachelor um, asking, you know, saying that I had been nominated, asking me if I wanted to kind of like go through that process. And so it was just like really bizarre how all these different pieces started to fall into place in my life. And I think to me, it was kind of like the second I started to almost take action um, and instead of like living a passive life is when things started to actually like happen for me. So it was just kind of a cool, cool thing that happened for me.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was the question that I was going to ask. I mean, I worked in finance after I was the bachelor. So I was, mm-hmm. I worked in finance for three years. The bachelor had happened, took a sabbatical, came back, worked for another year after I was the bachelor and then left. To pursue some stuff that I was dreaming of doing. Um, mm-hmm. And my job would not even be on a scale of Wonder 100. It wouldn't be rated compared to having a job at Goldman Sachs. Uh, I, in fact, probably serviced a lot of what you tried to do. So I was like the guy in the back end helping you uh, as best I could. Um, but I was nervous to leave that job. So I was going to ask you were you nervous to leave this job to go on to a reality show? but I mean, it was already set up for you. Like it was already kind of like the doors are wide open. It sounds like.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for anyone leaving a job, it's incredibly nerve wracking and honestly terrifying to do it just because you're stepping out of this comfortable situation where you're making a paycheck, um, to totally unknown. And, um, at that point in my life, I just, you know, and I, I hadn't even heard of going on the bachelor at that point too, that, that kind of happened later on. So it was really, really like an unknown situation. I think it was more so like, okay, do I care more about my happiness or collecting this paycheck and saying I work at Goldman Sachs every week. And I think I just reached, I reached that point where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a human. I think humans have a great way of when your back is against the wall, you, you figure out a way to make it happen and like get stuff done. And I felt like I was just too comfortable in my life working at Goldman, getting that paycheck every week. You know, things were like on the surface going really well for me. And um, if, if someone looked at my LinkedIn or my Instagram, they're like, wow, you know, this guy's living the life, right? But in reality, deep down, it just wasn't there for me. And I thought I felt like I needed to put myself in a very uncomfortable situation in order to grow. Mm. Um, and to me, the only way to actually do that was to quit um, go do a little bit of soul searching, figure out what that business was that I wanted to start or, or what I wanted to do. Maybe I wanted to work somewhere else, but I needed to like remove myself from that environment where I knew I wasn't happy. I wasn't thinking clearly. I wasn't thinking straight. Just remove myself from that. So I could get more clarity, I guess, on what do I really want to do with my life?
1: Do you ever regret it though? I mean, looking back now, Connor, obviously it was a huge risk. Obviously you gave up a stable income uh, you're a few years removed now and people are listening. I'm sure there's somebody listening going, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about leaving my job. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled, but I'm scared. Uh, what's been in your emotions wrapped around it since then?
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, at this point, I definitely don't regret it. I mean, I'm, I'm super happy right now. Things are really going well, but there were moments where, you know, especially during COVID, I think that was a tough time for everyone when that first started, yeah um, where it's like, what am I doing? You know, like the, I've left like this really good job. Um, I had other like job opportunities too, within the finance space from different firms that you're know, trying to like poach people away. And I left all of that to essentially like start a business, um, which I did, but like, because of COVID and everything, it wasn't going that well. Um, to like go on this TV show ultimately. It it you know, that was definitely like a big soul searching time for me too. But I think looking back on it, the only thing I would change is I think when I was working at Goldman, I think I would have been more thoughtful in trying to think through what I wanted to do next. And to me, the way to do that is just networking with people Mm -hmm. um, and trying different stuff. And I used to love doing that in college. I did a really good job at that. I think that's largely the reason I ended up working at Goldman to begin with, just from like the people I met and talked to and just being good at the networking process. But um, I seem to like stop doing that when I got to the job. And I think it just leads back to the comfortability standpoint. And I wish I just would have put myself in more uncomfortable situations, try to meet other people, learn what they're doing um, and see like, what am I really interested in? What do I want to do? And I think once I did make the leap to quit, I would have maybe had better clarity on what I wanted to do next. I think ultimately because I didn't do that, it maybe took a little bit longer for me to end up there. Yeah. Uh, it took a, a couple years or a few years, but I would say now, at least in my life, I'm I'm super happy and thankful I made that decision. Okay, that's great.
0: Let's talk about the Bachelorette and how you responded to that process. Did you feel like how? would you get out of it?
2: Um, that's that's a great question. I I feel like uh, you know I was I'm the kind of person I take a long time to warm up to people and be comfortable like talking to them and living with them so the first couple of weeks in the mansion were like super uncomfortable for me just like around all these new dudes um i don't know it was just like a weird environment and um it wasn't until we got to rhode island and we had this like rugby group date where that was when luke p was kind of turning into like the villain of our season and I was just like this little quiet guy the whole time. And then when we were going out on the field before the game started, we like huddled up in the middle and I gave like our team the pump up speech and no one expected. I remember Mike and Dylan were looking at me just like eyes wide open. They're like, what is going on? And I was like, you know, like let's like kill this guy. Like, you know, I was just like amped up ready to go and that to me, that was like the whole change of the season and the experience for me. And I just actually felt like I, you know, was able to like get to know people better, make friends and actually like enjoy it. Um, but I think one of the, like, the big things for me that I learned and it's frustrating being a contestant because a lot of times like the time you spend with the lead isn't really in your control. But I think what it made me realize is like when you do have that time or those moments, like you really have to make the most of them. And I felt like a lot of time in my life, I was just living very passively, kind of just like letting things happen. And it wasn't until right before the show where I had like maybe taken back a little bit of control in my life. And so I think it kind of just reiterated to me of like, okay, you know, if you want to make things happen in your life, you got to go like, go do it, you know? Like, and I, there's moments on the show where I wish I had maybe done that more. Um, but I think that kind of reiterated to me of like, I need to actually follow through and do that stuff. And then when I do have those moments to make stuff happen, to like really make the most of it, that was, that was probably like the biggest takeaway for me. And I feel like since then, I've really tried to take that to heart.
1: Are you glad you did it then? I mean, looking back now, uh, we're just talking bachelorette. We're going to talk bachelor in paradise in just a second, but are you glad you did the bachelorette?
2: A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it was such a cool experience. I am so thankful for the whole thing and like everything that came from it. Um, I, I would say it's interesting. Like, obviously, a lot of cool opportunities come from from the whole show and everything. But like, people have asked me, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But the business I'm doing now, I think I would still be doing that whether the show happened or not. It may have taken me longer to get there, but really, being on the show hasn't necessarily impacted how successful that's been or anything. It's, it's just all been through other means. So I I think it's kind of cool. Like obviously very thankful for everything from the show, but still, you know, would like to think I'm the same person I was before as I am after. That makes sense.
1: That does. I mean, with generous, you know, I started it four years Mm -hmm. ago after my time on the show and I mean, it's it's a great launching point for a business. Sure. Uh, but today, you know, the people that have heard about Generous through my social or whatever have already heard about it, and so, you know, I'd like to th- I've asked myself that question: Would I be doing this without the show? So a part of me that says, no. The show definitely gives me the the platform to do it. Um, but I I would like to hope I would have tried, and so we're going to talk right. about your business in just a second. Um, let's take a break here. When we come back. We're going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise, and
0: You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at TWC.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. To save 20% and secure your home kit today, that's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost
0: famous. I just want to go off of what you were saying about, like, kind of like finding your groove on the bachelor at for a second. Did you find that you grew it all or like gained confidence? like any personality traits that you think came through, through the process?
2: I think definitely gained confidence. And I feel like, I mean, y'all can probably speak to that too, especially like coming off the show and starting to watch it on TV. I think, you know, just like hearing all the love and everything people are giving you, um, it, it definitely like boosts your confidence. And so, I mean, I know we'll talk about paradise in a second, but I feel like going from the bachelorette to paradise, I remember going into paradise, just like super confident. Um, felt honestly like felt like I was on top of the world but um I would say confidence was definitely something I gained and I I think that was maybe something that was lacking for me before the show just because I hadn't found you know that person for me I I'm not the most like the biggest party or anything and so I wasn't like going out that much um the the years leading up to being on the show so it was really hard to like meet people I guess um and so hadn't like been on a ton of dates or anything, you know, obviously a, a few here or there, but um, I, like just the confidence was definitely a big, big one that changed for me.
0: I can totally relate to everything you just said there.
1: Yeah. Did you know this, Ashley, with that Connor and I have a, a little bit of a a big night together? Did you know this? No. Uh, so Jessica and I go down to Bachelor in Paradise, the year that Connor is going to be down there. If you remember right from Connor's time on The Bachelor, I was a fan of his. I thought he was probably going to be chosen. And uh, Connor is in line walking into the wedding of uh, Chris and Crystal right behind Jessica and I. This is Jessica's very first time around TV stuff. So she's freaking out. I mean, the girl is just a mess. Um, And she still would be if we did it again. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Connor's standing right behind us since we're making small talk. And I was like, oh, how's the show going for you? He's like, it's uh, well, it's not going. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm. I've been quarantined. Kind of. What was it? Ten days at that point.
2: Yeah, man, that, that was miserable. Uh, Quarantine uh, for ten days. Yeah. What the worst part about that is, and I guess Ben, you you didn't go to paradise, but Ashley, no, you you did. So you go to that hotel beforehand, and I flew in there. I think the day after filming had started, and I. I feel like I was told maybe that I was going to go in like a day or two later. Which uh,
0: would have made sense for you to be part of the original cast. And just to clarify guys, we're not talking COVID quarantine. We're talking bachelor quarantine. Yep. They keep you in the room for a couple of days. Yeah.
2: Yep. And so I was like amped up, ready to go, fired up for this whole thing. And then the producers came in my room like a few days later and they were like, Hey, Just so you know, some things like changed down on the beach um, and we don't want to send you in yet. So you're going to be in this room for another week and there's a special, there's a
0: special right off the bat a week.
2: Yeah. So in total, I was stuck in this room for 10 days. um, And it, I mean, honestly, I feel like I reached a bit of a groove towards the end of the 10 days, like just had a routine down, you know, wake up the sun would hit the balcony. This is, time way. out. Yeah. This is
1: exactly what I was going to say. I still remember the exact words you told Jessica and I, because Jessica at this point is so confused. She's like, you're kidding me. They've have you in a room for 10 days and you go, yeah. you go, it's not that bad at, 2 p.m. the sun reaches over the other hotel, so and I you and can it, tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah, like, like, "This is. is ridiculous."
2: Yeah, it was like one or two p.m. The sun would reach over the other, like the I guess the top of the building, <laughs> and then I could get I could get sun for like four hours, and so I just go like lay on the balcony as close to the edge as possible, so I could hit it. And then uh, I'd wake up, order room service. I mean, I probably racked the up
0: room for- service is unlimited, guys, and they let I, you get drinks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had some real introspective moments locked in that hotel room for five straight days. Like, I like, I was just so in my head. I was, whoo, talk about just getting to know yourself. That's oh, what happens yeah. in there. Oh, no,
2: for sure. And I, I will say, okay, so I, I did try and go. They, they told me that like because I was there for so long, they let me like do some stuff they don't normally let people do. Did you do. get to
0: go to the pool a little bit?
2: So they they took me to the pool one day yeah. or two, two days. They took me to the spa a couple days, which is nice. And uh-huh. the other thing they were like, oh, you know, like, do you want to go golfing? I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love yeah, to go golfing. Like, and I ended yeah. up not being allowed to go golfing because um, Chris was golfing like the whole time, I guess. since they didn't, they didn't want Chris to see me. So I couldn't go golfing because of that. Oh, that feels Billy. like a terrible That's excuse. So that feels like I a terrible
1: excuse. So, so you just mentioned this Connor. Uh, and we have a couple more minutes left with you here, but uh, you said they told you, Hey, there's going to be this special event. And yeah. what did they, what do they mean by that?
2: So ultimately, they meant that um, it was going to be Chris and Crystal's wedding that I was going to be walking in at. And at the time, I had no clue what they were talking about. I didn't know there was a wedding planned or anything. So I, or, you know, for a week, I was just kind of sitting in the dark, having no clue. But um, the wedding ended up being the kind of the event that we walked in at. And I walked in with Chase uh, McNary. And then I'm blanking on his name. But he's, uh, he was on the show a while ago. Uh, Oh, it was Brooks. Brooks. Yep. The three of us walked in and um, that's when I met you, Ben. And Ashley, were you there? I I I did meet you you. that.
0: I met you that day. Yeah. My my, my moment from that wedding was that I fell off the chair. It's the second I got in. I remember that.
1: You remember that. (laughs) That sounds like Ashley making an entrance. Uh, Well, Connor, your time in paradise uh, maybe was shorter than expected, but still impactful. You became somebody that people love uh, from that. In fact, so much so that you have a very active TikTok following now. Uh, are you meeting anybody through TikTok? Uh, <laughs> where did TikTok come from for you? Tell us about life now a little bit.
2: Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you all might be able to relate to this, but I feel like Instagram, uh, it's just not like fun for me. Mm. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times and you know, you guys are probably better at posting and everything than I am. I'm, I'm absolutely terrible, but um, I just like, can't, I, I, I don't like taking pictures. I don't like doing any of that. And so when it comes to like posting on Instagram, I can never do it, but TikTok to me, it just seems like more of a fun, like safe place, you know? And I feel like I can have fun, be a little silly, be stupid. And it didn't really start until COVID started. And, you know obviously like everyone started dancing on there and i'm a terrible dancer but i would just like you know start doing a little bit of dancing to to the trends or whatever and i just thought it was funny and uh ended up like you know doing some cool stuff with it so it's it's been a lot of fun being on there and i feel like it is more of a kind of a, a safer more fun enjoyable environment for me than instagram is yeah um and it's it's led to a lot of cool things with, um, you know, the business that I ended up launching. And we, we've we really only been doing stuff on TikTok for that. So um, it's kind of been cool to, you know, to be a part of that newer platform.
0: Well, before we jump into your business, I just want to talk about your roommate situation because mm. we had Mike on the podcast. He was telling us the last time he was here that you guys were going to be living together in Austin by you who told us behind the scenes that you're no longer living together. Um, he is living in where? He
2: is living, I believe it is Puerto um, oh. he's, he's learning. He's learning Spanish down in he's, Mexico.
0: He's gone back to his paradise roots. He, he
2: has paradise is right around the corner. Maybe he's just waiting until uh, next summer to, to pop back down there. I don't know. Is this a cordial I worked,
1: split? Was this a good roommate split?
2: It, it was, it was Mike. Mike was a great roommate. Loved living with him. Um, And I would hope you would say the same thing about me. I will say I'm more of a messy guy and Mike's very tidy. I think he may have
0: mentioned that.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) although we were roommates on the show, so he knew what he was getting into a little bit. Um, But I think he he, it was really cool living with him because we have a very similar kind of like outlook and everything on life and business and what we're trying to do. And um, I think we, you know, really motivated each other. And before we even like moved in, I remember I drove down to San Antonio to visit him and the whole weekend, we just like wrote goals and everything we wanted to achieve. We were living together and everything. And it's cool to see, you know, some of those goals came true, some didn't, but I think we've really like planted some good seeds to have a successful year this year and and going forward. And, you know, obviously like I'm, I'm super thankful to have lived with him and, um, I would hope he would say the same about me, but we, we had a great time together and Austin was like a great city to live in. And it's, I'm, I'm excited to, to be back living here now.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at TWC.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code Almost Famous. Well, you know, you mentioned it a little bit ago. You've mentioned it throughout the podcast. It's a huge part of your life. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, you just got back to Austin because you were in LA for a bit. Tell us yep. about what you're doing now. Tell, just give us the rundown, the greatest sales pitch you can on your new business and and where you hope this goes.
2: Yeah, so um, I met my friend Mike back in December uh, a little bit over a year ago uh, in 2020, I think it's 2022, right? Yeah, two years ago. Gosh, I, I keep keep forgetting. Uh, but I met him and he had this idea to create kind of like a hangover hydration product more of not necessarily for hangovers, but just a hydration product. and we you know just clicked and started working on this thing. We ended up um, manufacturing it in Los Angeles, but before we even manufactured it, we uh, just started making some TikTok videos on a business account that had no followers. Uh, a couple of them went viral, and um, they we decided to do a pre-sale for the the product before we even had it. We ended up selling out uh, all of our initial inventory in about thirty minutes when we wow. opened the pre-sale, and so it was just like crazy seeing this thing evolve. And that was in May. Um, and we didn't get more inventory until August and, and now we're, you know, getting into some really big production runs with it, but it's just been crazy to kind of see this thing grow. And it's, it's always been like such a dream of mine to, um, start a business and grow it and like really grow it into something big and, um, make a big impact on people. And it's, it's honestly just been like surreal being a part of it. Um, What's the name of it? It's called Waterboy. 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 Okay. But right now we have a, uh, it's a. It's more of a hangover hydration product. And so a lot of the hydration products you see on the market have a lot of sugar, um, don't really have that many electrolytes. And we took a different route. No sugar, uh, more electrolytes than any other product on the market. Ginger and chamomile for stomach nausea, L-theanine, which relaxes you, and then vitamin B and C. And so everyone that's tried it loves it so far. I will say we've kind of refined the taste a little bit. So it tastes a lot better. Um, And then we're launching two more products uh, probably within the month. So um, it's been a pretty pretty exciting time for all of that. And just honestly been really cool to to make it happen.
0: I wish I would have had this um, when I was throwing up every day, um, mainly because I felt like liquid IV was too sweet. And plus it didn't have anything like the ginger to yeah. ease the stomach nausea.
2: Yeah, yeah. And what I will say, no knock on liquid IV or- a lot of- I
0: do love liquid IV.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, is, a, it is a great product. And, and Pedialyte too, a lot of people take that for hangovers. But I don't think a lot of people realize when you buy liquid IV, 70% of what you're buying is sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you really need that for hydration? No, you don't um and so we really just packed it with like everything that you need that is essential and um it, it really works it really does a good job and uh you know people have loved it so far but we'll have to send you some to to try out we have some some good flavors
1: going on
0: ashley's here.
2: big There's on strawberry, tiktok also
0: so. Strawberry lemon.
1: yeah she can get some tiktok big, followers yeah big
0: <laughs> on tiktok now nah. we need to be more active on tiktok for sure yeah, you,
2: you got you got to get on tiktok you know mike and i had a rule for tiktok dances it was more so my rule but i think a lot of people spend too much time thinking about like doing a dance and getting it really good before they post it my rule is one take you you watch the video the dance for one minute and then you do one take and you post it even if it's terrible and so mike and i have some pretty bad dances out there It's, it's my fault but i feel like it it makes it more fun because it's it kind of like makes you laugh at yourself a little bit because it's it's just so bad
0: i like you know? that strategy. probably works for two single attractive men like a married couple i don't know if that's too funny I, I or like, too engaging i, <laughs> I think like it is.
2: Y- y'all, y'all could do some good stuff on there yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I already have some ideas have we some
0: ideas. we've got some ideas too we just feel like we're just like production people or we like oh my god it'll take us like four hours to do a TikTok, and and yeah. then we'll we'll argue about it because like some because <laughs> i'm so bad at acting and he's so good and it takes me forever and he could do it one take wonder anyway that sounds like um, my nightmare
1: well hey um
0: <laughs> we gotta talk about his love life
1: we will we will but before we do here connor last time you're on and if this is a sore subject uh, i still think it's worth talking about uh, you were creating, uh, some gummies. Um, Mm -hmm. I I believe they were, uh, apple, they were, uh, like vinegar, apple cider vinegar gummies, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we had a, we had a sleep gummy and an apple cider vinegar. Is that still
1: going on? Or is that, has that been diluted? So I,
2: that's, that's an interesting one. I actually, uh, so I was pumped to start that put so much time and energy into it. And then COVID started and it was like, Oh, This is the worst time to launch a business. It ended up being like somewhat of a good time, I guess, because online products and sales and wellness stuff did really well. And so it did start to do well. I think I just reached the point where I was like, I didn't really think through this before I started it. If I was actually like really interested in doing this, I kind of just did it. And um, I, it, it was December of 2020. I was like, what do I want to do next? And I, I honestly wasn't sure with that business, but it ended up being perfect timing because some people reached out and actually wanted to buy it from me. Oh. So oh. I ended up um, selling that business in December of 2020. And that's kind of when this whole Waterboy thing started. And um, you know, was kind of trying to think of like the next chapter in my life of what I wanted to do. And the hydration stuff was actually the other thing I was considering of starting when I started the gummy thing, um, it was just the gummies were easier to to make at the time. So huh. um, it's it's kind of interesting how it's come full circle.
0: But Great. yeah, well, I wonder. Well, I, I cannot I could. take apple cider vinegar shots, yeah, so those gummies you say, are. You Should try the gummies. Good. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah. Them. I've Gollies. tried the goalies. Gollies yeah,
2: pretty good.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, they're not bad. So, not bad.
1: Well, obviously, Ashley has some questions for you about your love life, and then every time oh, we end an in, in depth. Uh, Ashley, i'm gonna prep you now get your questions together we're gonna do a rapid fire round so one more two more questions here and then rapid fire we'll get you out of here connor perfect
0: all right well there are rumors that you're dating someone named jenna Palick. <laughs> she has um a pretty good social media following How do you spell she it? also lives in texas spell it it's jenna (laughs) j okay um can you confirm or deny any um any relationship there
2: um you know i will say i am off the market currently Uh Um, okay I, i i think that's that's kind of all i can give you at the moment not not that i'm trying to hide anything i just i kind of like and y'all can probably relate to this. It's nice to have like a little bit of privacy uh for for a bit yeah. on on some of that stuff. And so I think it's it's not trying to hide anything. I just there's like certain things it's kind of nice to like at least for now keep keep that to myself. But I will say I am off the market at the moment um and just just very happy spending time with with somebody.
1: Well, Jessica and I kept quiet for probably Five or six months, and it was the best five or six months. At some point, people are like, "You know, you need to come out and tell people." And I'm like, "Why? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. You know, it adds a whole new level of pressure." Well, if it's not with Jenna, this conversation just got really weird for whoever it is with <laughs> and they're listening. Yeah. Girl is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Okay. Well, I guess I won't pry anymore. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. I won't. I won't pry anymore. But you're happy, and you're dating someone. And that person lives (laughs) in Texas. Yes.
1: But I'm not going to pry anymore. But I promise. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Prying without pry.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And now, should we do rapid fire? Ben, do you have a question before we go rapid fire? No,
1: before we do, this is how we'll send it off. Uh, Connor, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for doing this in-depth. It's great to learn more about you um all jokes aside we we were very happy that you're happy best of luck uh with water boy and to the new things coming out uh but this is where i pass it off to ashley for rapid fire uh so ashley take it away
0: all right these are all fun questions
1: all right love it Who
0: favorite <laughs> <laughs> favorite bachelorette memory that didn't make air
2: um probably hanging out with hanging out in the kitchen with john paul jones uh late at night and him talking about his greatest fear
0: which was i can only imagine
2: i honestly i've told this story so many times but i've just forgot what his greatest fear was
0: okay oh my gosh we'll have Uh, to ask him
2: yeah you'll have to ask him
0: okay um who's your celebrity crush
2: um zendaya
0: oh that's a good one it's a very good one. uh, what's your favorite movie?
2: Um oh, you shoot. you can name a few I love, yeah I feel like this isn't a good one, and I might get crap for this, but it's okay. I love, I love like national treasure.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's hilarious. One. I never saw I feel, it. I
2: feel like people always laugh at Nick Nick Cage, but I you know i I love those. I love treasure.
0: What's your favorite chain restaurant?
2: Um, I used to be a big Taco Bell guy. Great one. Used to be. I, You know, I'm trying the whole gluten and dairy-free thing, so it's not very conducive to uh, <laughs> Certainly ta- <not>. Taco Bell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite food? Pizza. Do you do the dairy-free and gluten-free pizza I,
2: I now? I do. I do. I do. <laughs>
0: Um, and what is your, um, what's your best memory from the past year, 2021?
2: Um, the past year, honestly, I think, I think just like living, living with Mike was a really cool experience. Um, just like the whole, the whole year. I think I learned a lot about myself. He did too. He did a lot of cool stuff. I actually, one of the more fun things is we went to uh, Tulum for a, a weekend with another friend and that was that was just like a really good time. And I felt like it was cool for both of us to maybe branch out of like the business everyday life of living in Austin, like go on a fun little adventure, ATVing around Mexico. Um, so that, that was fun. That was a good time.
0: Okay. So what was the worst part of Mike being your roommate?
2: So Mike, Mike is like a, uh, he's like a natural alarm clock. Every morning when he wakes up, He He yells as loud as he can. He does like the woo! He does that thing. Oh, gosh. I I could hear him. Our rooms were on like very separate ends of this apartment we lived in. I could hear him like he was right next to my ears. It It was so loud. So. Whether I wanted to wake up or not, he, it was like the same time every day.
1: He wakes up, jumps in a cold bath, yells "woo," punches the wall three times, and gets his <laughs> butt outside. That a it, boy.
2: Basically, basically, I will say one thing I loved about Mike, and this is a great memory that I have. I bought these like affirmations on Amazon that I like. They were like wall decals. Um, I was told I'm like one of those live, laugh, love girls. I have like those signs all over. <laughs> But I, I, I put this up right next to our door and it was five different affirmations. And whenever we would invite someone over to our house, we would make them yell the affirmations. And it was like, it was like you were in like the huddle of a football game or something. We would just like hype each other up and yell them every morning sometimes, and like get amped up. There's a funny Instagram post on Mike's Instagram. Actually, we like took a video of us making this, or one of our friends do it. And it was, I just like loved, loved doing that because it, it just brings so much good energy.
1: Wow, this this feels like a very, very energetic house. Um, Tried to make
2: it. You that's know? right.
1: Hey, uh, Connor, follow our lead here. Uh, you're going to understand in a second. Just repeat after us, but use your name. This has been Connor Saley uh, on an in-depth episode with the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley. I've been Connor. Good job. Bye. Woo! Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio
1: or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ben.
0: And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths.
1: LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. To save 20% and secure your home kit today, that's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends.
0: At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross.
1: We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring.
0: There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts.
1: And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware.
0: Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today.
1: So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross.
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts.